You're listening to the Maniverse Podcast with your host, Tom Traplin, and this is session number 101. All right, I'm going to be straight to the point on this promo. I want you to come to the next LGS Success Summit. Yes, you. The next LGS Success Summit is scheduled for September 7th to 9th, 2021, and I'm aiming for this one to be better than ever. We're going with a slightly different format this time around, with day one focused on starting a new local game store. Day two is all about growth and marketing, and day three is dedicated to operations and optimizing. We're going to cover a lot of ground over the course of three days, with something for everyone across the spectrum of experience. And just like last time, the LGS Success Summit is going to be free to attend live, which is something I definitely recommend you do. And for those go-getters that want to have access to the recordings, as well as the resources and templates from each seminar, you'll be able to upgrade your Summit experience with the All Access Pass. And who knows, you may also get some extra bonuses thrown in it as well. You can grab your seat for the 2021 LGS Success Summit right now by going to lgssuccesssummit.com. All right, so this episode came from a question that I saw in one of the game store groups on Facebook a few weeks ago, and it got me thinking about what store owners like really need to know about SEO. That's search engine optimization for the uninitiated, uh, which basically means getting your website to appear higher up on search engines like Google. Okay, so the question went like this. Stores opening on July 3rd and looking at hiring someone to do our Google our business and SEO. I know the option exists to take the Google courses for free to learn how to do it yourself. Has anybody done this? Is it worth a couple of hundred dollars just to hire someone? Or is it an hour course and pretty easy? Has anybody tried hiring a Google certified person for just the first few months and then canceled? That is my current thinking, is just using it for the first few months to help make our location known and perhaps doing the course after the store opens. Okay, so that's the question. And if you've been in business for any length of time, you've probably been pitched SEO services at least a few times by people promising to get you on page one of Google. You know, that sounds pretty good, right? The trouble is hiring someone for SEO can be very hit or miss. Some people are great, and others will just try and rip you off completely, and it can be a real challenge to know who's who. Uh, you know, SEO's technical, right? And it's somewhat abstract, so it can be really hard to tell if someone you, you hire is doing a good job or nothing at all. It's actually, they look very similar, at least in the beginning. And generally, it takes a few months to see any real benefits from the effort. So, why should you, as a game store owner, care about SEO? Let's just start with that. With a decent website... Ranking organically on page one of Google for a bunch of search terms is kind of like free money. You just start to get traffic and eyeballs on your products and business automatically, and some of that traffic turns into extra sales. And depending on your product offerings, SEO can be a major boost to your bottom line since being at or near the top of a search result can net you a ton of new customers. In doing the research, I found several stores that had a solid SEO strategy in place and they were effectively receiving thousands of dollars in free traffic every month. And I guarantee some of that traffic was turning into revenue, either directly on that website or you know, through their e-commerce platform or by generating walk-in traffic. So keep all of that in mind as we go through the strategy today. And I don't usually say this, but for this episode, it's probably a good idea to take some notes because we're going to go over a simple SEO strategy that any game store owner can implement without having to hire outside help with only a couple hours of time investment every single week. So it's, it's a relatively minor uh, investment in terms of effort, but it could really pay off. So uh, definitely take some notes. 
So something to keep in mind for someone who is planning on opening a new store in the near future, like the person who asked the question, uh, SEO is a long-term strategy. And if you're opening up shop in a month or two, SEO isn't going to do all that much since you only have a short amount of time to really get things rolling. Uh, so I recommend that you should definitely get the basics started so you have an online presence and that people can find you to learn more and that you can grow over time. But if you want to really prime the pump for your opening week, uh, what you should be doing is spending time on promoting your store on the local Facebook groups in your area. You know, really insinuate, or I guess that's a good word, insinuate yourself into uh, the local groups that you find in terms of like all the hobbies that you want to serve and that sort of thing, all those customers. Get in those Facebook groups, get in those uh, communities, and try to get the word out with some paid ads. That would be money, money way better spent than hiring an SEO specialist, especially since you don't know uh, what you might be getting. Uh, but with all of that said, it's still worth your time to get some SEO basics in place for your game store. And the good news is, is 80% of what you want to achieve with SEO, which is better rankings for keyword searches that matter for your business, can be done yourself in the course of an afternoon, assuming you already have the website created. So, you know, if you got to build a website, that's a whole other conversation. This uh, strategy assumes that you have a basic website set up with all the information and a simple content creation platform like WordPress or something like that. And we'll get into all that uh, as we go along. But this is assuming that you've already got this, you know, happening. If you want to talk about a website, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Uh, for now, here's a quick rundown of what you need to know to get your SEO going this weekend. All right, so the setup. Start with getting the basics in place. You know, the first thing you need to do is open up Google, search for Google My Business, and then click on the first result because it'll probably be Google My Business. Uh, and then you just go through the setup process. Now, it's pretty straightforward, and the app, the website, will just walk you through what you need to do to get everything online. Uh, you'll have to verify your address with a code that they'll send you in the mail, so that might take a couple of weeks to completely finalize Google My Business, but it's, it's a relatively easy setup process. And that's basically just getting all your store information online in a way that is Google friendly. Let's just say that way. Uh, make sure your graphics and logo assets match your website and branding and same with any of the copy. That's the first step. Next step is grab your Yelp listing and be prepared for a Yelp rep to call you and then essentially hold your page hostage unless you pay them. Pay them. Uh, don't worry too much about that though uh, because the direct impact of Yelp itself on your business is somewhat minimal uh, but it does help you rank for what you actually care about, which is your website. It's a it's a good ranking indicator. Uh, the, yeah, Yelp. Don't worry too much about Yelp reviews. Uh, direct people to your Google My Business page or Facebook page to leave reviews there. They rank higher than Yelp, and most people default to these since they use them every day already. Uh, Yelp is an external thing that people, it's another step that people have to take in order to leave a review, whereas people are on Facebook already. And if you say, hey, Go to my Facebook page, click that review button, uh, leave a five star or a thumbs up or whatever the uh, case is at the moment, because that keeps changing. Uh, just leave the review there or use it on your Google My Business and you send them the link, you know, make it easy for them. Uh, but that's the basics. Get your Yelp set up because it is a good ranking factor. Uh, set up your Facebook page and other social media accounts. Uh, make sure the graphics and information match your website and branding. If you've got the website, you should be able to just take a lot of the stuff from that and then put that right on your social media. Uh, very easy to replicate things on that on that end. And then also make sure that the social media accounts that you are using are linked up on your website. And most website platforms make that pretty easy. There's usually uh, there's usually a plugin or a setting that you can 
fill out the links to your Facebook page or your Twitter or your Instagram or what have you, whatever you, uh, you decide that you want to set up, you can just put those right on your website. Uh, there's no reason not to have those on your website in the footer or the header or something like that. Uh, that's just a, a very simple way to make it easy for people to connect with you. Uh, next up is just create a listing on Yellow Pages. There's not much to this one. Uh, the vast majority of people searching will find your website or Facebook page first and then use that to contact you or they'll get your info from the uh, Google My Business info box. Uh, but it doesn't hurt to have the Yellow Pages listing. And that is basically the foundation. That's it. Those few you know, accounts, get the Google, get the social media, get Yelp, get Yellow Pages. Once you have those done, that's that's mostly the setup, you know, wrapped up right there and i'll get you most of the way there uh you should also try to register your website with other relevant directories you know like the chamber of commerce for your local area or industry store later uh, locator directories and you know gamma and any others that make sense so uh that's up to you depends on what you're selling you know if you're heavily focused on magic gathering obviously register with the uh store locator for wizards if you are big with games workshop you know make sure you use their locator system uh, whatever matters for you, whatever makes mo the most sense for your, co your customers and what you're trying to sell, go for those. Uh, none of those extra directories will actually drive any traffic to your website, and not in terms of rankings, uh, but they will help build up your backlink profile, which I will explain in a few minutes. All right, so the goal. SEO has three end goals. This is a conceptual framework, all right? Uh, you want people searching for keywords. Keywords are search terms. Uh, relevant to your business, things like game store near me, and uh, that's magic cards or board games or D and D, you know, whatever your city is. Uh, and they want you, what you want is to have them either call your store, get the info they need to visit your store in person, or go to your website. Those are basically the the three calls to action. Those are the end results that you're trying to do with people, you know, finding your website on Google. That's what you want them to do. And to get those clicks, you have to rank highly on those search results. And to get those rankings, you need to align with what Google is trying to accomplish. So Google is in the business of delivering the information that people are searching for. Uh, that's essentially it. If they're not doing that, then they would fade into irrelevancy over time because obviously their search results wouldn't be as useful to people and they'd probably start looking at other things. That's essentially what happened to other search engines prior to Google. They just weren't quite doing that as well as Google was doing, and Google became the dominant search engine on the internet. So that's what they're trying to do. And that means giving people search results that solve their problem or answer their question to the best of you know their ability. And at this point, the algorithm is pretty smart. Uh, you used to be able to get some of the top rankings by jamming a bunch of keywords into your page, uh, but that doesn't fly now. And if you want to rank on the first page of the search results, you got to play Google's game. So think about it from the searcher's point of view when you look at your page. Are they going to find what they're looking for? So the vast majority of traffic goes to the first three results in Google. So rank number one, two, and three. Organic search results, they get 75.1% of all search traffic. And then less than 1% of people click results on the second page. So if you're not on the first page of Google for a keyword, you might as well not exist. If you want to get organic traffic, you need to understand the basics of SEO, and you have to have a simple strategy to make it work for you. Uh, just doing things all willy-nilly, or just putting up a website at the beginning when you, you know, you <laughs> when you open your store, or you you got your website, and you're like, ah, boom, you got my brochure page website, which 
uh, the way a lot of business owners treat their website. They, it's a static page. It has a few basic info, like it's a, essentially a yellow pages listing. Here's our phone number. Here's our address. Uh, come check us out. If that's all you do, you're probably not going to see a whole lot of, a lot of results. You're not going to see much in terms of rankings. Uh, you know, it's better than nothing, but it's, it's not really going to get you what you're hoping for. Real quick, though, one common misconception is that most people have about SEO is that you rank a website, uh, but that's not the case. Remember this, pages rank, not websites. Your website has a domain authority score, not something you necessarily have to care too much about, or at least, uh, you know, focus on, but keep it in mind. Uh, you have a domain authority score, which affects the ranking of individual pages on your site. Uh, but we can basically ignore that for right now. All you need to know is that if you want, or you want to rank individual pages, and there are two main ways that you can do that. On-page SEO, I'll explain that in a second, and backlinks. And we'll break those down in a sec. The first thing you need to do now, uh, now that you've set up all of your accounts, is do some keyword research and figure out what search terms you want to rank for. So we're gonna talk about a basic content strategy for ranking for those keywords. But the first thing you need to do is identify what the keywords are. So let's talk about keyword research for a sec. Take 30 minutes right now, or as soon as you can, and you know, as soon as we're done this episode, take 30 minutes and do some research on what people in your area are searching for. So the way that you do this is you open up Excel or Google Sheets or whatever you want and create a new spreadsheet to keep track of what you find. So you're gonna want two columns, one for the keyword or the search term, those, those are interchangeable, and one for the number of the monthly searches that keyword gets, okay? So one of the easiest ways to get started is to go into Google right now and search game store near me, see what comes up. Google knows where you are, most likely, unless you're using a browser that's heavily uh, vpn or you're using Tor or something like that. Chances are, uh, if you're just using a regular browser, Google has your location information because that's how it serves better results for people. Uh, and if you search game store near me, it'll show you the game stores that are literally near you. And this is what your customers are probably going to be Googling every once in a while or potential customers, people who are not uh, necessarily initiated into the hobby niche as, as such, uh, but people who are just kind of thinking about purchasing board games or thinking about getting into magic or thinking about getting into games workshop or miniatures or, um, you know, any of the myriad uh, different ways that people can get into this, this industry, into this business. Uh, that's probably where they're gonna start. Game store near mirror, relatively simple. Uh, take a look at the top results and see where those keywords appear. So chances are you'll see some of the big name players are near the top, things like GameStop or Best Buy. Uh, these are the businesses that you are going to be competing with, but don't get too discouraged. Just because a keyword has a lot of traffic, that doesn't mean it's the keyword that's right for you to target. So you have to think about intent. Uh, the game store near me search query is a good start, uh, but it might be too broad. You know, it's better to rank for more specific keywords that align with what you're offering, right? Game store can be like a lot of different things, right? So uh, game store, I'm sure if you've been in the business for a little while, you've probably had somebody call you being like, oh, you know, do you have the new, uh, new Nintendo Switch? You know, you're a game store, right? So game store for the average mainstreamer potentially means video games. And if you're a traditional tabletop game store, that can be like, well, no, I don't have any of those things. I don't deal with that at all, but I get that a lot. So 
you want to rank with terms that align with what you're you're offering. So game store maybe maybe not the 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 search term that you want to target in particular, but it's a good place to start. So scroll to the bottom of those search results and you'll see something called a related searches section. Uh, it's got a list of different search results that are similar or something that people have searched for in relation to that. So again, Google's relatively smart at trying to give you the results that it thinks that you are looking for. Uh, but this is great for us doing research because it'll show you exactly what people are searching for and what you might want to target. Uh, so you'll see a sim number of similar searches that people are putting into Google and chances are those are the ones that you're gonna wanna focus on. Uh, so take those search results copy and paste them into your spreadsheet, then click on each one and repeat the process. So see what pages rank near the top, kind of gives you an idea as to what they're doing in order to rank there. See, you know what, uh, uh, when you look at Google, it'll show you the search term in bold. It'll, it'll, you'll see it in the uh, title tag of the website. You'll see it in the URL. Uh, you'll probably see it in the meta description and that sort of thing. You'll see where the thing is showing up. And chances are, if you're you know, you're looking at it closely, you'll notice that the websites, the pages that are at the top, probably have the search term either completely in the title, like the whole thing in the title, or it's in the URL, or it's in the meta description. Chances are it's all three. Those are the ones that will rank near the top for that particular search term, because that's a good indicator. That's exactly what that web page is about. So that's a something that Google is looking for. So. Again, we'll talk about that in the on-page SEO section. So take those results, copy and paste them, put them into your, your uh, spreadsheet, and we're gonna use that to uh, figure out what's the best stuff to target. So see what pages rank near the top, scroll down, grab those some new related searches, and just keep rinsing and repeating. So like, keep clicking that link, uh, check out the pages, go a bit down to the related search terms, and keep adding those. You might also see a people also ask section in the middle of the results page. Uh, if you're asking a question, or if it's framed as a question, you might see additional questions that are similar to that. It's the same kind of idea. Those are great ones to add to your list. And to keep in mind when writing copy for your website, because those are literally questions that people are asking that you can answer for your website that will help people direct you as the authority, as the person with the answers for the problems that they have. Okay, so you can also go from the angle of whatever products you sell. So if you specialize in, you know, TCGs, start searching for magic cards near me or best magic card store uh, and that sort of thing. And, and add those to your list as well. And keep up the process until you got about 100 keywords on your spreadsheet. So now that you got your spreadsheet all filled out, the next thing to do is to use a tool like Google's keyword research tool, uh, SEMrush or Moz, M-O-Z, uh, to get some traffic stats for those keywords. Uh, many of those tools will give you additional keyword suggestions that you can add as well, so you can expand your list. And once you've got the traffic filled out, uh, you should be able to short the short, short. You should be able to sort the sheet by volume, and take a look at which keywords are going to give you the most bang for your buck in terms of effort. Uh, generally, ideally, you're looking for a handful. Excuse me, you're looking for a handful of keywords that make sense for your business. I, you sell those things, and you want to sell more of them. And they should also have a, hair, a fair bit of traffic. Uh, somewhere between 100 and 1,000 searches per month is okay. Uh, that's kind of like, you know, about the sweet spot. Because at that point, the competition for that keyword is probably going to be middling to low. Uh, whereas, you know, if the keyword gets a million searches a month or something, 
uh, the chances are you're going to be competing against the big names. You know, you're going to be comp competing against places like Walmart and stuff like that, which is virtually impossible to overcome in terms of that particular keyword. Again, we're going to go into it a little bit uh, later on. Uh, 10 to 100 isn't bad either, uh, but obviously you need a lot more of those keywords to kind of fill out your traffic profile if you've, uh, instead of ranking for a couple 100 to 1,000 uh, keywords. Uh, not too much competition. And you'll probably find that the best ones for your game store are, are four or five words long or longer. So, for example, if you search board games, you're going to, it gets about 246,000 searches every single month. But it's going to be almost impossible for the average game store to rank on the first page for that term. You know, like, think of how many places are going to rank for board games. How many major websites are going to rank for board games? But I guarantee boardgames.com is going to rank somewhere near the top of that, and anyone else is going to have a really difficult time unseating them. The, the average web page that ranks in the top 10 of that has 51,609 backlinks. That's over 51,000 other websites that link to those pages. These are places like Wikipedia and BoardGameGeek. Those are going to take those top spots, and there isn't too much you can do about it. But again, that's okay. Longer search terms, like tabletop game store near me, are going to drive better results for your business. Since people searching those search terms are showing more purchase intent, and they're more likely to actually be local to your store, and therefore turn into actual paying customers, which is the whole point of this exercise. Okay, so now that you've got some keywords that you want to rank for, we can actually start doing the actual SEO work. So we're done the research phase. You got the foundation set up. You know what keywords people in your local area are looking for in terms of you know the products that you sell that you want to rank for. Uh, now it's time to actually do the on-page SEO. Okay, so this is the side of the SEO coin that you directly control. This is stuff that you have direct control over. Uh, for something like your homepage, you should try to rank for the broadest and highest traffic keyword that you have on your list that's still relevant. Uh, side note here, this is where the obvious and direct business name helps. Google looks at factors like your domain name, uh, title tag, meta description, and body copy for keywords. So having a business name like Tom's Board Game Store, while boring and uninspired, <laughs> is a huge asset for SEO. Okay, so tomsboardgamestore.com is going to have a natural advantage ranking for the term board game store because it's going to be right there in the domain name as well as the title and several other places on the website. It helps to think about each top-level page of your website individually. So these are like the big category pages, your about page, uh, your you know resources, your, uh, your blog, like that kind of thing, stuff that'll show up in your top navigation. Uh, pick a keyword that you want that page to rank for. And for your homepage, maybe that's tabletop games or wargaming or Magic the Gathering cards or whatever your main product focus is. Uh, for your events page, that could be you know Magic tournaments or Dungeons and Dragons League or something like that. Uh, but try to focus on just one keyword at a time when writing copy for your page. And then make sure to use those keywords in similar variations. Google does like context, so... There's more than one way to say, you know, magic tournaments. There's magic events. There's a, a Friday Night Magic League and that sort of thing or something like that. Contextual keywords actually do matter. So use variations and you can use your, you know, common sense on what those sound like. Uh, jargon that you're, 
that your customers use is a great way to uh, to find out exactly what they're talking about when they when they do discuss those topics. Uh, use them in the title, which is the H1 tag for people who know HTML, as well as subheadlines and body copy. So H2s, H3s, all the way down to H6. Not that those get used all that much. And the body. So like the actual the paragraph text and all that stuff. So use those in those tags. Use those keywords. Not to... Don't go crazy. There's... Well, we'll get into it. Uh, put the keyword in the URL as well. So an example of this would be tomsboardgamestore.com forward slash magic tournaments. As well as the meta description. All right. So most platforms make this fairly easy. We're, we're on an audio interaction right now so i can't tell it's hard to show you what a meta description actually is but uh you will be able to find that if you're using wordpress uh, you can install a plugin called yoast seo that'll give you tips on what you need to do to rank or to increase the ranking factors on page seo ranking factors on a particular page uh, so it's a really good way to just like check off the boxes to make sure that your thing is pr properly optimized and if you're using something like shopify uh, excuse me shopify uh, you can edit the meta description and those kinds of things, no problem. One thing, don't ignore the meta description. You know, just because you don't necessarily know what it is right off the bat, uh, it is one of the lowest hanging fruits for ranking signals, since most websites don't bother to create one. Yeah, very few people actually bother to add a meta description. Uh, and that is a big... For people who do add one, it's great because that means you get to take advantage of it. And for the people who don't, you're just missing out. So uh, find the meta description. And so just to give you an idea as to what the meta description is really quick, when you search Google, you'll see the title, title of the web page. You'll see the URL. And then there's a little blurb underneath that says, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is what this web page is about. This is where you should jump. You click here to get the results you're looking for. That's the meta description. Uh, it's usually the length of like a tweet, give or take. That's about as long as you want it to be in order for things to rank the best for you. So that's what you're looking for. Yoast, SEO, or Shopify will kind of give you some, some hints again as to what looks good for a meta description and what, and what you could do to make it better. Other good on-page on SEO practices include uh, using graphics whenever possible. We don't go crazy, but you know, throwing a few graphics and then adding the keyword, plus you know, variations for the keyword into what's called the alt text for each graphic. Uh, having that in the background, uh, those will help your page rank uh, and to also include links within the body of the page to other pages of your website. And this, not just in the menu. So having the navigation at the top is great. It's important for people to move around, uh, but linking structure. So if you include a link to your events page from your homepage of your website, that's great because it it's another connection, another web, uh, another element of the web that Google is looking for. They want your site to be well connected to other pages in, within itself. That helps the link flow. That helps your ranking factors. So include links that are not just in the menu at the top. You put them in the body copy. It'll show people what to do. Tell people to click this button to go to your events page, to sign up for your tournaments, to register, blah, 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 blah. Adding those links is, is a, a good way to increase your SEO, your on-page SEO factors. Uh, make sure your page is optimized in the URL, the title, the meta description, subheadlines, body text, graphics, and has a few internal links. And if you do that, it'll get you 80% of the way there for on-page SEO. 
One thing to note is that I mentioned keyword stuffing near the beginning of this episode. Uh, do not put the same keyword on the page too many times, or where it doesn't make sense from the reader's perspective. Uh, so one of the old school tactics, that was kind of funny, and it worked at the time because Google wasn't as sophisticated as it is now, uh, is that website owners would jam a hundred keywords at the top of the web page and the web page background would be white and then the text would also be white so you wouldn't necessarily see it the first time as a visitor unless you like highlighted the text and you noticed that there's something there but they'd be sitting there they would technically be on the website but nobody could see it so you wouldn't necessarily notice it and it didn't necessarily get in the way of your experience of actually reading the website but Google would be like, wow, this thing is jam-packed with keywords. This must be a really authoritative page for this search result. It's definitely going to rank highly. Uh, Google now understands what's going on. They, they can read your page. They have something called a, a spider, which basically crawls the, crawls the Internet and tries to interpret web pages. And this is the technology that kind of makes the judgment about how authoritative or useful or valuable a particular web page is. Uh, so don't jam a bunch of keywords in. And again, if you have Yoast SEO installed, it will show you, say, hey, you know, maybe if you've, you've, for the length of this page, you've got like this keyword in like 10 times. It should only be in there four times to really uh, check all the boxes. Try and reduce that or make the page longer. So one thing to avoid, keyword stuffing, don't do that. Uh, if it looks weird or spammy, like, you know, take a look at your page, right? Like, Zoom out from the back end, click on the page as, as if you were visiting your website, and try to judge it from a visitor's perspective. Somebody who has no idea what your store is all about, they have no idea who you are or what you do, you know, complete newbie, look at the page, does it make sense, is it useful, uh, is it readable, does it actually help them? If it looks weird, Google's going to penalize you. They're going to pick up on that, and that will demote your page in the search results. So try to use natural language as much as you can. You know, we we're trying to write in a way for the search engine because we want the search, you want your page to appear highly. But again, that was one of the spammier black hat techniques would be like, you just write a ridiculously unreadable sentence, right? Like it's just like putting the keywords, one just big mass of keywords in a paragraph at the top of the page. Uh, one of the techniques used to be just writing in a way that the in a way that the search engine would be like, wow, this sounds really authoritative. It says this is this keyword in variations of this keyword, like, you know, a hundred times on this page. But as a human, you read it and you're like, I, this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't help me. It's really hard to read. It's really uh, uh, jargony. It's like reading code, right? It just doesn't make sense. So Google, again, is very good at picking up natural language. So it's much better at picking up context. It's much better at picking up, uh, you know, what a human would think when they look at the page. So write for the human, but just kind of keep in mind as to what Google is looking for, and you'll get the best results. And that's why you want to add in variations of the keyword. Uh, so Google's pretty good at picking up context. So terms like family board games and Euro-style board games, uh, they can work very well together without making it feel like you're just jamming those search terms in in the hope of ranking the page because that's something that you would probably say in a natural human conversation. All right, so those, those are the basics of on-page SEO. That's the simple stuff. Uh, URL, title, meta description, subheadlines, body text, 
you know, add in graphics, make sure that your keywords are in the alt text, uh, name the graphic, variations of the keyword or the keyword directly if it makes sense for that particular graphic. Uh, that'll get you most of the way there. Next up is backlinks. This is the part of SEO that is less under your control and why it's so important to set up your Google My Business and other listings and stuff like that at the beginning when we were talking about this. Google considers other web pages linking to yours as a good sign that your page is authoritative and high quality, uh, which means that you, they are more likely to show your page higher in the search results. Uh, and backlinks are vital to ranking highly for all but the lowest volume search terms. And more broadly, the more backlinks your website has in total, the higher its domain authority. So backlinks are a very good thing to have, but there isn't really a direct way to build your backlink profile. Not in a good white hat sort of sense anyways. Uh, I'll cover some of the shadier uh, approaches to SEO, but I don't, I don't recommend these. So they usually, like they might work for a little while. They might, you know, some of these techniques might actually get you ranked for a, a few months or something like that. But Google updates pretty regularly and they're always on the lookout for, you know, bad experiences, right? And they know that certain black hat techniques uh, like, a, like a private network or private link network, uh, they, they don't create the best experiences. So the websites that use those techniques will often get slapped. Uh, you know, you'll have tons of traffic one day and then Google will do their update in the back end. And then all of a sudden that traffic will disappear because your, your website will go from page one to page 100, right? Like it'll, they'll kick your butt. Uh, so, but one of the things that they used to do, uh, some shadier website owners, uh, was that they would have a network of websites, you know, like this, they, they might own hundreds of domains with basic crappy blog content on it that's been respun and re, uh, rewritten by software to make it appear new, because that's something that Google cares about. Uh, and then they will just have them all link to each other. So you'll have hundreds and hundreds of backlinks <coughs> pointing to each site from within a web of a network of other kind of like low value crappy websites. Uh, people also pay for backlinks. There's several websites that still exists today that you can go to a website and you can say, hey, I'm gonna, I want a thousand backlinks. And then again, they will use their, their network. They will use their, you know, they'll have a, a group of friends or associates uh, that they also work with that have their own networks. And then they will just all link to your website from all these different websites. Generally speaking, that's a terrible idea. It's not worth the money. Again, all the things I'm, I'm talking about today, uh, they cost almost nothing. Like none of the listings generally will cost you any money unless you want to spend some on it. Uh, you know, you'll have to pay for Shopify if you know you don't already have a website. You have to pay for hosting, that kind of stuff. But that's you're going to pay for that anyway. So, in terms of SEO, you don't have to worry too much about spending any money. You don't have to buy backlinks. Don't do it. Generally, a bad idea. It's not worth your time. Uh, but it is something that some website owners have done, and it works for a little while sometimes. But usually. Google catches up with them and it's just not worth it in the long run. So again, SEO is a long-term strategy. If you want this thing to work for you, you got to put in the time, you got to put in the work. And that means doing like real effort here. Uh, but so let's go into this, a simple backlink strategy that does work, that doesn't, uh, that's not going to result in you being penalized. Okay, so uh, yes, backlinks are vital to ranking highly for all but the lowest volume search terms. 
and it does increase your domain authority. So backlinks are a good thing to have, but you can't force people to link to your web pages, unfortunately. And Facebook doesn't count here. So you might be thinking, oh, I could just spam links on Facebook or just constantly link to my, my website on Facebook. Uh, technically, that's true. Facebook is a website. Facebook links in posts. It is a backlink technically to your website. But again, Google's, Google is pretty smart. Uh, they don't look at website links from Facebook the same way that they do from other domains. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's a, nothing wrong with that, putting links to your website from Facebook. You know, you can do it. It's not, it's kind of outside the scope of this discussion, but uh, linking outside of Facebook. Let's talk about, just for a second, what Facebook wants. Facebook wants its users to stay on the platform for as long as possible because that's how it generates money through ads. Uh, linking your website on your post takes people off of Facebook. So if you've been posting your website on Facebook, you might notice that those posts probably don't get a lot of uh, reach. They probably don't get seen by a lot of the people that like your page or, or like your profile. That's because the algorithm is suppressing you. And it's pushing that post down and not artificially, but it is technically reducing the number of people who will see it because they don't want people to leave. So posting outside links on Facebook actually is somewhat counterproductive to what you're trying to do on Facebook, but that's another discussion. Uh, just right now, in the terms of, uh, in the context of generating backlinks for your website, Facebook's not going to do what you want it to do. Uh, they're counted differently from direct links, and they don't really affect your organic rankings, which is what we're talking about. So the two main ways to gain real backlinks for your website is either to create content that people want to link to. So as an example, that would be content marketing or exchanging links with other website owners. Uh, so creating content takes time. You know, like I said, this takes about uh, a couple of hours a week. You know, you can easily write an article, you can write a post, you can write, uh, uh, you can do a simple video, you know, relatively simple video. You can do a podcast like I'm doing right now. Uh, but it's definitely something that I recommend. And it's one of the long-term strategies that does pay off. So writing posts, recording videos, it's a great way to rank for new keywords because you can exactly just... Uh, for example, a new product comes out. You know, you can write a review of a brand new board game that's super hot right now, and you can maybe you get your hands on it. You take some pictures. You do a video about what the you know do a box opening or something like that. Uh, do a pro unboxing review or something along those lines. That post will rank for that keyword because again, it's new, so it's not going to have a huge amount of traffic. There's gonna, not going to be a lot of pages that will automatically rank for it, so it's. Uh, blue ocean kind of thing. It's not a uh, not very saturated right off the bat. Uh, and your store will have a good chance of ranking for something that's new. So that's a good reason to create posts, to create videos, to create content around new products. It also keeps your site fresh and interesting. I say fresh because Google likes seeing a website that is recently updated. Uh, like I said at the beginning, uh, we talked about a bit the brochure website, you know, the one that you put up on the internet and you're one and done and you never update it and it never gets changed over the course of a couple of years. Uh, you know, it might work at the beginning, but then over time it starts to get stale, to use some food, more food terminology. Uh, and the website eventually starts to get kicked down the rankings because nothing's happening. It's old, so that's one of the factors that Google is looking for. Is it new? Is it fresh? Is it, is it constantly being updated? Uh, and if it hasn't been updated in a while, it gets demoted because the info might be out of date. And, you know, Google wants a good experience for its users. If the info's out of date, bad experience. 
So if you create something that people want to share, you know, it's either funny or it's insightful or it's useful or it's valuable or whatever, then you get that great word of, wet, word of mouth advertising for free. And you can also get a bunch of links pointing back to your site. Hopefully, like, again, you want to, this is the reason why, like, things like influencers are kind of making big waves right now over the last few years is because you can get somebody to share something on their website or on their social media and it can generate a ton of traffic for your site. There's something called the 80-20 rule. And I'm not going to get too deep into this right here. But generally what happens is there is a bit of a snowball effect when it comes to websites. The websites that get traffic tend to get more traffic. So again, it's funny. There is a one of the ranking factors for Google is whether or not people are clicking on your website. So somebody, if you're in, uh, let's say you're in the fourth rank, you're number four on page one of Google, you're only going to get something like 10%, give or take, maybe less, depending on you know, how it works out. You're going to get about 10% of the traffic. We'll click on the fourth link. If you get more than 10%, let's say you get like 15, 20%, you know, your page just really seems to hit, ring the bell for people. You're like, that's exactly what I was looking for. It's not page one, or it's not number one, two, or three. It's number four. I want that one. They click on it, and you get more traffic than what your rank seems to dictate you should because of statistics, right? Google gets bazillions of search term or searches every day. Uh, they got great statistics to measure things against. So if your page gets more traffic than what your rank suggests, that's an indication that maybe you should be a higher rank. So what that means is that the more traffic you get, the higher your position in Google and the more traffic you will probably get because of it. So there's a snowball effect. The websites that get traffic get all the traffic. So what you want to do is <laughs> you want to make enough content that you will get people clicking on your stuff. And because people are clicking on your stuff, you will end up getting more people clicking on your stuff. So it's... Uh, <laughs> There's a uh, positive flywheel effect. But this is why influencers can be so useful is because you can say, hey, you know, I would like you to talk about my stuff. Let's do a collaboration or something. You link to me. I link to you. We share an audience. It's great. Everybody wins. You get more traffic. I get more traffic because you're sending me traffic. Google sees, sees all that extra traffic and says, wow, this site's really getting a lot of traffic. Maybe there's something here. People should check it out. Let's put them higher on the rankings, see how it goes. So you can actually get a boost in traffic by, by getting a boost in traffic, and it kind of accelerates the process. So if, you've done, if you do SEO well, this is one of the nice, the cool things about it. If you do this well, and you do it for a long period of time, like you do it over the course of a year, two years, three years, uh, age and consistency is also a ranking factor for Google. So the longer you do it, the more effective it is. If you do it for a long period of time, it's it tends to grow faster over time as well. So like, you know, the first couple of months, you probably get no traffic, right? Like if you're a brand new website, you get nothing. You're probably, nobody knows who you are. You're not ranking for anything. Uh, once you start getting some things, you know, out there, you start getting some social media uh, profiles, noticing you start, you know, talking about things, you start putting your stuff out there, you, even paying for it. You start paying for ads that drive traffic to your site. That works too. Uh, you start getting some people, you know, interested in what you have to say you'll probably start to see you know you'll get uh, 10 20 visitors a day or something like that that's just fine after a while you'll start to notice like oh man I'm, I'm really starting to see some results here 
uh, especially if you're, like, you're constantly creating content, you will see your website traffic as a whole just start to grow. It'll go from, you know, zero to a hundred over the course of, you know, a while, you know, like a, a year or something like that, depending on how, what you're doing. Uh, but then you'll go from like a hundred to a thousand all of a sudden, like the same amount of time will, will take you 10 times further. Uh, and then, you know, he, there's a general limit on probably what you can achieve depending on the size of your business and all of that. Uh, but you can, you'll see growth, you'll see considerable growth and you'll see more growth over time, the more effort that you put into the strategy. So there's a reason why SEO is worth the effort. There's a, the SEO is a, I'm, I don't have the number in front of me, but it is a multi-billion dollar industry and it's only getting bigger. There's a reason why people pay for it is because it generates a lot of money for those businesses. So putting in some effort, don't dismiss it at a hand. You know, like this is a basic strategy that you can do yourself and it's definitely worth your time to do it. Uh, so yeah, we kind of got off track there, but uh, there's a good reason to to try and get these backlinks. So great word of mouth is good. Backlinks to your site, that's where we're, what we're talking about. Creating content is like planting seeds. This is a good way to think about it. Each piece of content you create can be tailored to a specific keyword and can drive organic traffic indefinitely when ranked over time. So, for example, if you created 100 pieces of content, 100 different posts or videos or, you know, uh, whatever whatever kind of content you, you want to create, if you create 100 pieces of content that were optimized well for different product keywords, and you gave the person, you know, the person who's reading that content, the opportunity to purchase on a page over the course of the next year, you know, you're, you're creating new unboxing videos with a link to, hey, click this button to purchase the board game, that kind of thing. And each piece, each content piece netted you an average of 10 visits that's it 10 visits per month to your product pages uh, you'd end up with 1,000 free visitors every single month if your average conversion rate and you can get these numbers off your website if you're doing an e-commerce thing it's it's usually pretty pretty evident on your dashboard if your average conversion rate was two percent just two percent on those product pages that would be 20 additional gravy purchases each month which could you know, represent hundreds to thousands of dollars in sales, free sales. You don't have to do anything for it other than create the content at the beginning. So it's like, it's like farming, you're planting seeds. Every piece of content is an asset. You know, you keep doing that, right? You, know, you got a hundred pieces of content. It takes you, I don't know, let's say 20, 30 minutes per, per post or whatever, because you want to write 300 to 500 words, or you want to record a 20 minute video or something like that. You create a hundred of those thousand visitors. 200, 2,000 visitors. You know, you do one a day for a year. You got 365, right? That's 3,650 visitors every month. Do the math, right? Like, it'll, it accelerates. And again, like I, t like I said, generally, it tends to grow over time as well. So, you know, that first 300, con or 300 pieces of content that you create over the course of a year, that might net you 3,000. Year two, you create another 300 pieces of content, that might net you 5,000. Might, might get you to 10,000, right? Like it can really, you'll really start to see major results from this kind of effort. Year two, year three, year four, keep it up, keep it going. Like not only by creating content, are you generating organic traffic? You're also establishing your brand voice. There's, there's a lot of ancillary benefits from doing it. You're making yourself better because you're becoming more of an authoritative expert and doing the research and creating the, uh, you know, whatever, the, creating whatever content it is, uh, it's, it's all 
very, <laughs> it's all very good stuff to do. It's all good for business. And it's definitely worth the money over time. It starts to accelerate. Like, again, it's really easy to get discouraged at the beginning because, like I said, there's not a lot, you don't see a lot of real results at the beginning. Nothing really happens. You don't see a lot of, you don't see a huge burst in traffic all of a sudden unless you get really lucky with something, uh, which occasionally does happen. But over time, slow and steady, you know, that really does win the SEO race. So that's that's the, you know, thousands of dollars in free sales kind of spiel. There's a reason that Star City Games pays writers to write thousands of articles every single year. It's because each article drives traffic to the site, and they know a certain percentage of that traffic will convert to a sale. Especially once you get to, like, you know, the law of big numbers, right? You're talking thousands of people who are hitting your website, assuming you have an e-commerce platform to sell your, your products on. You can start getting some really reliable sales information, right? If you know that I've had... <laughs> I can't even imagine how many people have uh, come to the Star City Games website over the last decade. Uh, but I imagine it's a lot, right? You can get some really reliable info on what people are buying, on how many people you need to get to the site in order to generate a sale. And you probably have, like I imagine Pete probably has, that info down to the fraction of a penny as to like how much it costs for somebody to come to the page, like what they're getting, uh, what it costs to drive traffic, what the average order value is per sale, what the conversion rate is. They've got all of that on hand. They know exactly what will, what kind of revenue you're going to generate based off of the traffic that they're going to drive. And like, like SEO, creating content is a momentum strategy, right? It takes some time, takes some effort before you see those results. But once you plant those seeds, they keep sending you traffic and sales indefinitely. Second part, exchanging links. This is what we talked about at the beginning. You can either create content or you can exchange links. You should still create content. You should do both. Uh, but you can exchange links with other website owners. Like This is what we talked about with the influencers. But you can make it a more of a transactional approach as well. And just say, hey, you got a website. You know, you're another competitor. Let's just coordinate. Let's collaborate a little bit. I'll link to you. You link to me. You know, or something along those lines. Maybe not a direct competitor like another game store. Uh, but another relevant business. Maybe you guys don't overlap in your your customer base or something like that. You say, Hey, I'll send people to you because I don't sell, I don't sell games workshop. You do games workshop way better than anyone else in the city. I do, uh, I do magic, right? When I get players to come in saying, ah, oh, you know, like, oh, do you know anyone who, who sells games? Workshop? I really want to get into Warhammer 40,000 or something like that. You say, Hey, I know exactly who you should go to. You should go to these people. You got, you could have that kind of relationship with another game store in your city, in your local area. And if you did that, you'd be like, Hey, we're, we're partners. We're uh, allies in the digital world. Go to my website. People can go to the website. If they're, they don't find what they're looking for, here's the link to their website for you to go find those products, to go find what you're looking for. And then you do it in reverse. They do the same thing. They send people your way. You have to have a good, good level of trust here for that kind of relationship. Uh, but by doing that, you have a, it's a great way to build up your link profile. It takes time and effort because you have to coordinate with people and you have to agree and you have to do all of that fun stuff. Uh, but again, it's it's the natural, effective way of generating backlinks outside of creating content that people want to link to. <clears throat> In a way, this is what you're doing when you're creating a listing in a directory. This would, one of the first things that we did is we created all these directories that had your website linked up to it. Those are all backlinks, and they're all giving you a backlink uh, and building up your profile. 
And if you do any of the work, uh, if, you, if you do any work with your local school or community center, so you should be reaching out to them and asking them to put a link to your website, to your, you know, your after-school adventures program or whatever the program is or whatever, uh, you know, maybe even just your homepage. That works fine, too, if you're just saying, hey, kids, you want some, you know, very helpful mental health or community after school or you do something along those lines, that's a natural synergistic uh, relationship. So you should definitely be coordinating with your local schools and community centers anyways. Uh, but asking them, being, being direct and saying, hey, can you put up a link to my website on your page? That's a great way to do it, to generate some more backlinks. Uh, you can also, like I said, reach out to other businesses in the area that you're friendly with. Uh, do a link exchange where you know you put a link on your website to theirs and they put a link on to your website. Uh, every backlink counts. And the more your website has, the more authority it's seen to have in the eyes of Google, which gives all your web pages a little bit more weight in the algorithm. So again, backlinks are great. It's a little bit more complicated. I like content creation. Content marketing is probably one of my favorite things. Uh, it's one of the best ways to create long-term SEO results. It's a great way to establish a brand, all, all that kinds of good stuff. Uh, working with other people within your industry, with, a, with other businesses that are local in your community, and making sure that you get, like, just be be explicit about it and say, hey, do you mind linking up my website on yours? I'll do the same thing for you. We'll have a, you know, uh, what was very common back in the early 2000s was that websites would have a, you know, a links page. It's literally just a links to other websites. And if you did that, uh, that's how Google knew where you were linking to and who was linking to you. That was one of the best ways to do it. Uh, you can do the same thing. You have a links, you know, uh, extra resources for, you know, whatever local services you're trying to provide or anything like that. Uh, you can have that on your homepage. You can have a specific site or a specific web page for it. Uh, all of it works, but it's all good in terms of SEO and ranking. So to pull everything together, we've been talking about this for a while now. You can do most of the SEO you work yourself with a few basic strategies. So number one, again, quick summary, create your Google My Business account, create your social profiles, Add your website to whatever relevant directors you can uh, you can find, including store locators. Number two, do some basic keyword research. Create a list of keywords that you want to target, that are relevant to you, uh, what you sell, and or convey purchase intent. Those are all really good things to do. Number three, pick one keyword to focus on for each page for your website. And then make sure it's in the URL, the title tag, subheadlines, body copy, alt text of any graphics, and the meta description. Number four, create content around specific keywords every single week or every single day if you're really ambitious to constantly expand the number of keywords your pages rank for, your website ranks for in total. Number five, spend a little time each week emailing other businesses or organizations you are connected with and see if they would be interested in exchanging links. So it's relatively simple, just do those few things. Again, like once you get the Google My Business account and all of that stuff set up, you don't have to do it again. So that's, that's the, the foundation for everything else. Uh, once you get your keyword research done, you don't have to do that again for the most part. You're just kind of keeping an eye on what would be relevant to your customers. And again, listen to their conversations when they're talking, when they're discussing new products. When someone says, hey, do you sell this? Uh, do you have any copies of this? 
that's a really good indication that maybe you should have some copies of that, but also that's something that you might want to talk about on your website. Uh, those kinds of conversations are, again, indicators for content, indicators for search terms, because the questions that people are asking you in person are probably similar questions in a way that they're asking Google online, and those are things that you can uh, take advantage of. Those are opportunities for you in order to rank. Uh, yeah, pick the keywords once you got that. Create some content. Really, the only time investment for this whole strategy is writing posts or creating videos or whatever kind of content strategy you want to implement, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, doing that on a relatively consistent basis, because that consistency is important. Uh, and then just, you know, spending a little bit of time, putting some time in your calendar to say, you know, 20 minutes on Monday morning, I'm going to email a few people. I'm just going to Google, you know, a few businesses that are around me or just having a conversation with someone over lunch or something like that and say, hey, you know, explicitly, I have a website. You know, I'm trying to get like better rankings. Would you be interested in doing some sort of a link exchange where I link to you, you link to me? Uh, maybe we can refer each other customers if it makes sense. You know, like just have, have that kind of a conversation. Just put a little bit of time out there, a little bit of business development effort put that on your calendar, uh, you can see results, not immediately, sometimes you, sometimes you will, uh, but like if you do that, and you just spend an hour or two every week, you know, over the course of a few days, 20 minutes a day, no big deal, and you just did that for an entire year, I guarantee you would see some crazy SEO results over that time period. Well, that is it for today's episode. You know what? If you are interested in learning more about digital marketing stuff like this, you know, and other strategies that help you reach more customers, generate more sales for your business, then you are going to love day two of the LGS Success Summit. We're going to be talking about a bunch of effective growth and marketing strategies to help you grow your game store. And you can get your free ticket right now. Go to lgssuccesssummit.com right now to secure your spot. Until next time, I'm Tom Traplin. I've been your host. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode of the Maniverse Podcast.